Well, hi, everybody, and welcome. Uh, I am here today. Uh, this is me, Liz Josephsberg, uh, just here today with my dear friend, Jay Jacobs. Really excited to be here today. We wanted to kind of get on live and chat about uh, you know just surviving the holiday that's coming up. At, uh, many uh, people call it the Super Bowl of eating. Uh, so we wanted to get together. Uh, Jay and I have both successfully lost uh, quite a bit of weight and kept it off for some time. So for those of you who don't know Jay, uh, Jay Jacobs of uh, I guess of Biggest Loser fame, but now of many other fames as well. Um, can you just share a little bit about yourself for those people who are just tuning in and uh, don't know you as well as I do? Sure. So as always, Liz, thanks so much for inviting me to be in a conversation with you and with the people that follow you. Um, you and I live actually very close together. Uh, we're not too far apart from where we live. And one day I had discovered um, your work and I was like, oh my God, she lives so close. And so we got together. And I think this is like the third time we've done something like this live. And I love it because um, even though you and I have different backgrounds, philosophically, we're very much on the same page. And so this is kind of like the third time I think is the charm. And I'm glad you asked me to come in around Thanksgiving because it is, um, you know, it's it's probably one of the most fun holidays for all of us. And yet this year, this is a tough time because of COVID and a lot of things that we're being asked to, to do. And as far as for me, um, like what you said, my background that a lot of people know me was over 10 years ago, my daughter Jennifer and I were on NBC's Biggest Loser. I made it to the final four. Um, it was not my desire to be on the show. It was really Jenny's desire. And I think um, even though people know me for Biggest Loser, what I'm probably most proud of, which is what I know you're most proud of, is when you actually are on a well-being journey and you learn things about yourself and you share it with other people and then you learn from them. Um, I've been successful over these 10 years um, because of the fact that I've been willing to be in these kinds of conversations with people like yourself and with people that I can help navigate as well. So. Um, every time we get to do one of these, uh, I, it's fun because we get to share things, but then by people's questions and follow up and all that, you and I both get to be students as well. So I think that's what's neat about anytime I get a chance to, to be with you on here. So thank you so much for this today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for being here. And I love so many of the things that you said as we as we just are here basically today, guys, to have a conversation around what the challenges are, uh, especially in this strange year uh, going yeah. into holiday that many of us know well and doesn't look anything like we know it to look in the past. And those those emotional challenges, I think, are a big piece of our, um, our weight maintenance and learning how to manage those emotional challenges. Also, just the physical challenges of being around foods that are maybe a little more tempting than uh, we're used to. Also, just, um, you know, tips and tricks. Uh, I find it, I love the word that you used, uh, being a student. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, also, you said you've been maintaining your weight loss. I mean, you were on the show 10 years ago. That's right. when I lost, um, I lost 50 pounds uh, yet again <laughs> after losing 30 pounds. <laughs> sure. I lost 65 pounds, and then I had to lose 50 pounds after the birth of my second son. And that was about 10 years ago now. So you and wow. I have both been maintaining <laughs> mm -hmm. a, a larger weight loss for, for 10 years. 
Um, and yeah. I, I put maintaining in quotes because I always like to tell the truth about weight maintenance. And yeah, definitely. One of those things I wanted to talk about um, for today, because I think that the successful person long term understands that we don't always maintain our weight perfectly. Right. I don't right. weigh what I did every day <laughs> for the last 10 years. It's been a battle to stay and especially during COVID to stay in like a five to 10 pound range. And yep. when I see that going out of the pocket, I have the skills then to pull that back in. Um, so, and I yep. love to watch your social media um, feed because I think you're very honest about those challenges as well. So um, we are students to be honest, like right. we're here as experts because we've been in the in the um, in the game for so long, but we're also still learning. I'm still learning, and it's always a Rubik's cube that keeps changing shape on me with age and with COVID and with lack of yep. movement during COVID and and the stress levels during COVID, all of that. So thank you for that. That being a student, I think I want people yeah. to know that even though we're experts, we're students as well. Yeah, and I, and I think that the, the um, it's interesting because the maintenance part of it uh, is the most critical part for any of us because all of us, any of us have been challenged with our weight, do know how to lose weight. And I, I, I got to tell you, I've it's not from my perspective, and I think it's the same thing with you. It's I don't think it's fun. I don't think it's fun. Like, oh, I can't wait to lose weight. Like, it's never been like something you aspire to want to do. It's actually, quite frankly, at least for me, I felt like it was a freedom issue. Like, I my freedoms were being taken away. I can't really do what I want to do. But what I will say is that it is a practice. And and what I love about what I know you've been doing with people recently, and I think you know that my biggest thing that I concentrate on um, when I'm working with people now is the whole area of body composition. And I think Thanksgiving is a great place to be able to do that. I know you're very big on having people understand weighing themselves, understand their body composition. I've been doing this for the past like three years and I've, I've actually done about like, I think almost 5,000 consults about people with body composition because it's not the weight, it is the composition. And I think that's the part that happens. I brought a couple of props today that I just wanted to kind of set some things up um, just as a point of reference, because I don't care what you eat this week for Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving day, what happens afterwards, most people are going to gain weight. The scale will probably gain for one of the biggest reasons is because if you cook well, you're going to be using, whether it's Morton salt or sea salt or whatever. I like these happen to be sea salt. Um, there's no two ways about it. Most people, unless you're on a salt, low salt diet, you're going to be jacked up with salt. It's going to just do that. And here's, this is one pound of water. It doesn't take a lot to, to gain weight with that. And I also brought another little prop. This is like a little pound of, like, let's pretend that's um, muscle, but most of what's going to happen is going to be lots and lots of water gate. And then my other friends that I have here today, um, one pound of fat, two pounds of fat. This is where people get really squirrely. They get all weirded out about their scale because of this thing, this fat thing. And it is real. It is real. But I just want people to really get, I don't care what you do. You're not going to be gaining tons of fat by what you eat during this time unless you just keep going crazy and crazy and crazy crazy it's yeah. going to be a lot of this that's going to happen for a while which in actuality as you know which you share in target 100 
ironically, if you drink plenty of water and you stay hydrated during Thanksgiving, two things are going to happen. You're going to help flush that salt out of your system. It's going to also satiate you some well. You're going to sleep better. Skin's going to be better. This is literally probably the most powerful thing that anybody can do over this, besides obviously not eating crazy yeah. um, and really enjoying and savoring themselves, is really make sure you stay hydrated. It's going to make a big difference. I, I, I love this. And I, I, I have so so many thoughts on this, but I'm holding my favorite prop I, I actually brought up here to show you. Love that. Love, love, love that. that. And just the hydration piece um, and Spindrift, I, I just love it because it's water. It has just a little bit of real fruit juice, so there's no chemicals or anything. Yep. In and this one in particular for me, who everyone who follows me knows I love my alcohol. And Thanksgiving weekend can be one of those where there's more alcohol in my life. And instead of having a beer, I can have one of these and it feels like I'm having a beer. It's actually the grapefruit flavor, but it's hydrating me in between alcoholic beverages or whatever. Um, we just uh, did a 30-day Conquer Your Fear of the Scale Challenge. And we had we recommended people buy um, a, a body composition scale. Mm -hmm. It was such um, we had 135 people in there and it was such an eye opener for people to get on the scale every single day and learn about body composition. So I did yep. a live webinar at the beginning and picked it off and taught them the difference between fat and muscle and, and lean mass and, and visceral fat and, and, uh, you know, subcutaneous fat and all the different bone mass and all the things that they are made of. And, I think on a weekend like Thanksgiving, you have to understand the numbers, right? To gain a pound, you would mm -hmm. need to eat 3,500 calories over the top of the, of the calories you burn by just being alive, which is usually somewhere around 2,000 in a day. You would have to eat, you know, so if your scale jumps three pounds in one day, You've got to know that salt because nobody's out yeah. there eating, what is that, 10,500 calories over the top of the 2,000 calories. You just have to understand how much food that would actually be. So it has to be that your, your cells can pump up with any kind of salt that you take in. So I love yeah. that you showed that water because that's just inflammation, um, you know, yeah. so you know, understanding if the scale, just keep getting on it and, and, and learn from it. And if you can get a body composition scale, I'm a huge fan of the Renfo scale. It's, you know, as it's 25 bucks at the most. I mean, there are often coupons and you can yeah. really make um, some, you can really learn that, wow, okay, so this is my lean mass. And wow, because I added exercise, I'm actually, actually picking up lean mass and dropping body fat and things like that. I think it's really important. So I love that you mentioned body composition. I also, um, I also want to make sure, Liz, that I um, have full disclosure. Um, I like alcohol too. And there's my little corner over there. And I do want to share, this is not a plug, but I'm going to share this. Hold on a second. I'm coming right back. And I just want to say hi. I think Dan Carter is here with us, and my friend Lynn Hazelwood is here. What is this? This is called. I I've discovered this about a month ago. It's peanut butter whiskey. It's called Screwball. Oh my God! It is the most delicious thing in the world if you make a Manhattan or whatever. So yes, I do enjoy um, alcohol too. And I think the reason why I wanted to share that too, Liz, is that okay. Look, 
we opened up talking about the scale. We talked about fat. We talked about not losing weight and water and all that stuff. And I, I want to make sure people really get this is that I know the reason why you and I have been successful, quite frankly, in this journey, and we're not perfect in maintaining our weight. It's openness, honesty, and communication with other people that we can trust. There are times when we're stressed. There's times when we stress eat. I used to be a crazy secret eater. Like yeah. these were the realities. You don't get to 435 pounds because you have a bad metabolism. It's because you use food as a drug. So what I want people to really get for Thanksgiving is there are hacks and things you can do. They're out there all over the place in order to not have as many calories during Thanksgiving. But I also have to say, it's a time of year what's really kind of crazy to quote unquote really restrict. Like I've found for myself that I love things that are that are delicious. I'm a good cook. I like to serve things to people. And one of the things that you want to do at Thanksgiving is if you have things that you really want, like make them. But what I would say is slow down and savor them. Literally make love to that corn souffle. I mean, just like enjoy it. And, and I think that's one of the things that happens is the scale is going to move, like Liz was saying, but it doesn't have to go crazy. You're not going to gain tons of weight. And I will tell you also, Liz, as you know, like you said, to gain that amount of extra weight, it would take a ton of calories. I'm not a doctor, but I do know enough to be dangerous to know that your our bodies literally cannot manufacture and actually create that much body fat over a few days time. Like you said, it will inflame We'll have the water weight will be there. So I think this is where all the work that you do with people is getting people to really understand, don't be crazy about this stuff. And and I, it is so important to really enjoy this holiday. It's very, especially now with COVID, this is a really time to enjoy it. I agree. And I think you're, you're really speaking my language in that like, I think, again, I'm always trying to educate people on the diet mentality and the diet culture. And, you know, right. all these years that I spent lightening up my mashed potato right. or making mashed cauliflower instead of mashed potatoes. And it tasted like a shoe, but I was like, oh, <laughs> lightening it up. And then going right. and eating 14 pies because I didn't like the dinner that I ate. You know what I mean? Like, I think for yeah. me, it is about having really eating what you love, but learning how to eat it properly and learning right. how to slow down, learning how to do that, like make love to it, taste it. Don't shove it. Don't hide it. Don't, don't rush it because you think it, that you're bad for eating it. Like, right. I think that, that's that diet mentality that we think if we lighten something up, we're good and we're doing something. I'd much rather see you eat what you love I have a few little rules on Thanksgiving that, that I just have created rituals around, right? I really enjoy, um, you know, the cooking piece and I enjoy, you know, getting exercise that morning, you know? Mm -hmm. I, it yep. focuses me on my physical body. So I usually go out and take a run or a walk if the weather's nice. If not, I do something in my basement. I think exercising that day, not because I want to eat more, but because I just want to like reduce stress, which exercise does. Right. Actually, know from 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 research that if you will exercise on a day, you actually make better food choices. It can follow us when we exercise. We make better food choices. It's yep. just great. Um, I usually eat a very, very light meal. Um, I don't go in starving to the meal, but, but I, and then I have a one plate rule. 
Literally, I just mm. like that's my rule. I don't care if that plate is like touching the ceiling. Like I can't get it back. <laughs> but I get everything I want on that plate, and then I sit with it and I enjoy it, and I really, really love it. So I think a few things you can do that day. Do you have rituals or or, or things that you always do on Thanksgiving? Um, I think that the, the part that I've learned over the years is as much as I, because I don't know about you, but when I cook, I actually, believe it or not, one of the times I was without quote unquote dieting years ago when, when I lived in New York and was going to school and I were in a deli, I find for myself when I cook or I, I was, I probably could be a skinny mini if I did nothing but cook, because when I cook for some, I don't believe it or not, I don't really do a lot of tasting. But there's something for me about the actual act of preparing and cooking. I'm not hungry. So if I'm cooking Thanksgiving and I'm not going to somebody's house, what I find is that when I sit down to that first meal, the, the traditional meal, I'm really not hungry. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, though, I love the leftover part of it. I love going back for the stuffing and the corn souffle. and what. So what I've found is I actually like to pay it's almost like a little bit of an eating marathon it's like not like running through it because in the past i would eat it so quick and be like i'm stuffed i really love to slow down and savor it so it's more i would say the ritual over the years has evolved to um a smaller thanksgiving meal just take my time and enjoy it give myself some space like it used to be i'd enjoy that meal and then i would like not an hour or so later i would have this second part I really try to stretch it out. Um, and so I, I'd say other than that, I don't really have any rituals other than what you said. I did try for a long time to do the light stuff. And what I ended up finding, to be perfectly honest, was I wasn't satisfied. And then I'd be PO'd at myself and I'd go binge eat something afterwards. It's like, it was just like a mental thing. Yeah. And I found like, I do eat cauliflower mashed potatoes. I do make cauliflower crust pizza. I do all that stuff. But I don't do it at Thanksgiving. I'm not doing it at Thanksgiving. I don't, don't do it at other times because I'm trying to torture myself. I happen to like it, but not at Thanksgiving. It's just like, no, I want traditional mashed potatoes with a lot of butter in it. That's what yeah. I do. That's what I like. I'm with you. I, I'm just a huge, huge fan of that. Um, I also think it's um, it, it's a long weekend. and Yes, very. Yep. That I, I always caution people to understand and remember it really kicks off on Wednesday night because probably your work, your Zoom calls are going to end early and you're going to, you know, kind of go from Wednesday night all the way till Sunday. Night. And I think that that's where people get in a little bit of trouble is like not isolating that meal or a couple of meals with the um with the leftovers and bleeding it into this hugely long weekend. So I think figuring out ways in which you can have, you know, healthy meals, you know, spattered in there, right? Just have eggs in the morning, you know, some veggies. I also like what you said about the cooking piece. Um, Again, there is research around the fact that we're, as a, as a people, we don't cook Mm. very much anymore. And when they watch our bodies, preparing food, chopping food, smelling food, all of that actually gets the metabolic process started. So we start salad, 
fasting, it starts to get the body ready and prepared for food to come into it. And we actually metabolize the food much better when we actually cook our own food. So as you can imagine, just picking up food and going and eating it like at a a fast food restaurant for sure is a great example. Just like you take a dead metabolism and you throw a meal on top of it and it's just stuck there and it doesn't process well. So what you're saying about the cooking piece, I think, is really interesting. Hmm. As much as we've all complained during COVID about all the extra cooking we've had to do, I think it's probably been good for us on many, many levels. Yeah, and I also want to I want to um, back up what you were saying about the exercise part. Um, I've done some turkey trots in the morning, which is kind of fun and all that, um, you know. But at a minimum, I just find, at least for myself, I found over the years that any day, even if I don't do a lot, any day I physically don't just get out of bed, have coffee, sit on the couch, um, look at my email, read something or whatever, but I actually do something even it's five minutes of something because usually if I go out the door for five minutes, I'm just going to go do it. Five goes 10 to 15 to whatever. And, and it's just, I would say probably if I had to say one of the biggest lessons that I learned from biggest loser, the one I learned a lot of lessons from it mm-hmm. was the, when you are, it doesn't matter what size, this is not a size issue. This is a, a mental activity issue. When you get, to a place where you become very static and stasis and you just kind of sit there. It is amazing how much it affects your mood and affects everything. But what I found is if there was one thing that we learned at Biggest Loser was they constantly had us be in a state of motion. Um, yeah, we did things that made for great TV. You see these crazy last minute workouts, that's good for TV. But in essence, what we did was we were walking and moving. We were we were breathing. It just, it makes a world of difference. So no matter what you're eating, no matter what you're eating, if you actually over this long week found a, some extra new time somewhere before dinner, after dinner, whatever, and added that in, not to do some run. If you're not runner, don't worry about running during Thanksgiving week. Yeah. That's like crazy talk, you know, but to actually move in some way with others, protect yourself with a mask. I get all, I mean, all that, all the things you need to do for COVID. I get that. But, but even if you move into your apartment or your house or in your basement, that is going to make a difference. This is an opportunity to give yourself that gift of something of movement. If you're not, because you know, as well as I do, Liz, if you just eat and then you sit, I mean, you go into the carb coma. It's like carbs are great, but I mean, it, boy, it's a carb coma if you're not moving after it somehow, yeah. some way. Well, and I think um, this is huge, right? I think uh, COVID has, you know, one of the things that I've seen for for all of us is that we've lost huge amounts of new movement. So, uh, and and unfortunately, people are really reporting a lot of weight gain during this time. Yep. And in order to even maintain my weight, it has been like the hardest battle of the last 10 years of my life have been the last Mm -hmm. nine months. Of like trying to maintain my weight because I am sitting on Zoom calls. I'm not walking to the train and walking around Manhattan and going up and down the subway stairs and carrying a 20 pound bag and turning and twisting and all of that is gone. I'm just in, um, you know, uh, just in a in a box here. So I've had to find yeah. 
to add movement. So um, just just to kind of give that that piece out of there, just whether it's this next Thanksgiving week or if it's every week going forward, I'm I'm encouraging people to buy little what are called walking pads. They're like a mm. tiny, 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 thin treadmill. They're about 400 bucks. Um, and mm. but they sit right under your desk and fold in half. It's called a walking pad. If you guys you're on my Facebook, I'll put up a link a little bit later. Um, really is uh, an excellent way to get movement during the day or scheduling movement during your work day, right? Taking an hour and saying, okay, I'm going to go outside and walk. I'm going to walk. Um, there are walk at home videos and things like that because movement is all about mood. It's all about metabolism. And if we're, yeah. seated, we're seated all day long, right? We're a bent garden hose, like nothing is flowing. And so our metabolism is stunted. So the movement piece that you're talking about is huge. So um, as we're as we're kind of talking about this, I want people who are listening to really be thinking about their own rituals over the course of this coming week and what can they commit to. And please feel free, guys, to put it up in the chat um, or ask questions. We are watching your comments and and we're here to answer your questions. But I want you to commit to something new this year as you're listening to us, you know, if something comes up to you, could it be that you're meeting a friend for a walk on Thanksgiving morning and each day of the weekend? Could it be that you are going to do virtual turkey trot this year? Could it be that mm -hmm. you're going to, you know, try my one plate rule or, you know, have a seltzer in between every alcoholic beverage? Could it be, what can you commit to? Because I think that's what really matters is that we that we try to layer some new behavior in on top of um, on top of whatever it is that we've been working on, right? And you know, one of the other things that that when you mentioned about exercise, and it's something that I discovered by just happenstance with COVID. So, as you know, where where I live here in Summit, um, I do some part time navigation at the Y, helping people on their well being journey, and. Any of us that have gone to a gym know that there's people that will go in and kind of go through the motions and not do not do a lot, but they're kind of there. And then you'll see some people that are like, I will tell, just say they're kind of crazy. They're like, they're there three or four hours and they're gone nuts, okay? Um, and, and it's not a criticism, but what happens is that's a lot of life energy to spend. Here's what's interesting that I found. Um, like overeating, I think people need to pay attention to over-exercising, and here's why. Um, over-exercising, if you have, like, what I've seen with people that were the people that were going, like, crazy at the Y all the time, and then the Y shut down because of COVID, it was interesting because I'm seeing people, like, this person's put on a lot of weight. Like, this person works out all the time. Yeah. And so this is this is not a criticism. This isn't a thing, a, a, a body issue or what. It's that... What happens is if we eat out of whack or we exercise out of whack or we do any drinking, whatever that is, and then something in our life comes along that it gets taken away from us, that's where all of a sudden we fall apart because like there's something that's out of whack and we can't maintain that anymore. And then all of a sudden, then we feel bad. Then we go into, as you know, Gliz, the hiding thing oh, is the kiss yeah. of death because that's the worst part. But I just want people, I'm not knocking exercise. No. But like all things in life, in the moderation part of it, when you said commit to something, I would love people to try to commit to some level of movement. You're better in 2021 to be 
successful in moving and doing something and being with others than it is to do something where you're going crazy, spending hours upon hours doing anything, and then something happens or you have an injury. It doesn't have to be COVID. It could be an injury. Yeah. So I, I think that's one of the things I've learned is that um, in the long haul, I think the reason why you and I have been successful and others are successful, we're never perfect, but we're looking for some way to kind of dance within some level of rhythm without going extreme. And I know my life, my life was always like that. It was extreme, hundred pounds up, hundred pounds down, back and forth. It was crazy. It's dangerous as you know. Yeah. Well, I'm going to share my screen for just a second because I want to show, um, just hold on. Let's see if this works. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Does that work? Yeah. Let's see if that works. Okay. So can you see that? I don't I don't see anything different. I no. see you. Oh, now I see. Oh, yeah, I see that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see it. So I, I pulled this up because you know Target 100, but maybe some of your um, yep. folks that are watching us don't. And I pulled this up because of the conversation we're having right now, okay? My Perfect. program is built on six pillars, right? It's built on food, water, movement, exercise, sleep, and stress. And what you're saying is so important for longevity and for um, for you to lose the weight and never gain it back. The thing I, why I pull this up is look at these pillars. There's mm -hmm. not one, one pillar is not giant while the other pillars are tiny, right? Like it's yep. mostly, um, you know, it's all about uh, the fact that when you have exercise, it should be in balance. And then when you're sleep and you're stressed, and that's what you're saying. It's like sometimes people yeah. are exercise trying to um, erase or outrun their fork, if you will, right? Yeah. yeah. As, um, you know, the food piece can't be out of balance either. And I think really thinking about the stress and the sleep piece, um, you know, because those two things will stall your weight loss um, if you do not get them in to a, a place where, it, they're in a better balance, right? So I think all of these things have to be thought through and one can't be, you can't be extremely doing one, which I think most diets just talk about food and exercise. Yeah, right? they, like, they oh. do. That's why, that's why I've always loved Target 100 because it, 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 you've spent years working with people of all different backgrounds and 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 also ages and that's the other part i want to say here too well as well liz is that i'm 63 years young and i and you'll hear women will say it men will say it oh i'm older my metabolism it does change i'm not the same as when i was 18 but you can't use your metabolism your age as an excuse because we all know there are plenty of examples every age every race every gender it doesn't matter it works when you get this in place and like what you just shared when you look at those six pillars and you understand none is better than the other they all work together and that is what we have to do but you're right typically it's like right now what are we everybody talking about what are we going to eat for thanksgiving you know what am i going to move like no it is that i i love that i think if people really do themselves a favor to go back and look at that and just over thanksgiving and like you said the week the weekend, let's face it, we're moving into the whole other holidays, the new year. If you can spend the rest of this year practicing Liz's Six Pillars, you will be so better off than trying to just say, oh, well, the holidays, 
you know, I can't do anything to after New Year's. Uh, it's you don't want to do that. You want to start now and enjoy it now. And I'm so focused this year. I mean, this year has been so hard for every single person. Yeah. Like, funny like when you have a year like this where every one of us has been in the same boat like that's that's maybe a once in a lifetime thing that's gonna it is yeah we can all relate or we can all say that this has been truly spectacularly difficult for all of us i've got two kids at school downstairs in my house right now my husband's a broadway actor he went to work one day in March and never went back. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's been so outrageously stressful and difficult. And I think that I refuse to let this year take me down. And I, that was part of my message for today was like, I am going to finish this year strong. I'm going to be healthy. It's one thing that I can control, which is mm -hmm. I can take care of myself. I can make changes my lifestyle i can um you know make small shifts that make me feel better so you know i'm kicking a course off on uh, a week from today uh a four-week course uh where we're gonna sort of basically holiday proof your weight loss mm. i think finishing 2020 strong in terms of your health would be something that empowers you right to the end of this year so i really want people yeah. to consider you know, joining us. It's a four week course. We're going to do a live webinar every Monday. There'll be a 24 seven support group. Um, you know, we have worksheets and, and it's just an amazing um, thing to spend your time with like-minded people at the end of this year, focusing on those six pillars. How do we take to the end of the year? How do we bump those six pillars up? And say, I'm going to feel my best during December because maybe you aren't traveling and maybe you aren't you know, going to a lot of parties and, and maybe you are finally in a space where you can say December doesn't have to be that month where traditionally most people gain five pounds in December. So it could mm -hmm. be a lost month going into the first. So you don't wake up on the first making, uh, you know, New Year's resolutions yet again. One of the things I also want to say is that I highly recommend that everybody, you know, joins Liz for that particular course. And the other thing I would say is that, um, I, another big thing I did learn from Biggest Loser is that if you can be in a group like what Liz has with other people and you are responsible to open up and share realistically your concerns, your fears, it, like all of that stuff that you think no one wants to hear, in actuality, it helps heal everyone. And I think that was one of the biggest things that I learned from Biggest Loser is that communication, honesty, openness, transparency, vulnerability. And that's what you get by being with Liz because you're not going to be wrong. The people in the group that are there, they're not going to judge you as well. It is the most powerful thing that transforms people. I've met very few people, quite frankly, Liz. I've Like you, I've been around and worked with lots of people over the years. Rarely do people make a well-being transformation and then stay in that maintenance mode of whatever that looks like for them on their own lone rangers don't do well they just don't do well people that find others that have similar challenges and are there for others and sh but you've got to share you just can't be a voyeur you it doesn't help you to go into a group and to look around and not open your mouth because it makes a world of difference for you to open up and to share and to be vulnerable. It, it, it is healing. If you don't do that, I don't care what you eat or how you exercise in the long run, it won't last. It really honestly does not last unless you open your mouth and share and allow others to support you and you support others as well.
Well, yeah, and I think of that little thing that I just showed you with those pillars. I think the one that that's like the halo around the whole thing is like, mm -hmm. I mean, all of it doesn't matter if you don't have accountability and support. Those, right. That's the magic sauce in weight loss. And people really have been trained to like, no, I should be able to do this on my own. I should just eat more, eat less and move more. I should, I right. should. And they still <laughs> have around this body and this this process and why we can't control it and why and and learning um and understanding that the face of it changes all the time right yeah. i call it rubik's cube for a reason right you said it at this age right i'm going to be 50 yeah. in okay a 50 year old body versus a 30 year old body and i've dieting for since i was 14 so <laughs> all those decades are quite different sure and what you have to do to, to to figure out that Rubik's Cube, it doesn't happen inside of your little brain spiraling through your doubts and fears by yourself. It, it nope. happens when you go, I don't know what's going on. I, I'm going to have to change. Right. Do you guys have any recommendations? Do you have any ideas? Can you support me? Wow. Mm -hmm. And this is all about this process isn't about you just getting a formula and being like, oh, let me just follow this thing it's constantly evolving if you want to maintain and sustain you would have to think of this like you said like a practice of yeah okay you know even a 50 year old body doesn't do yoga the same way or run the same sure. way so we, there's no shame in that but so re nope. removing guilt and shame i think are a big part of what i try to teach as well yeah definitely definitely so i have a question for you liz is there a like for you for Thanksgiving, let's just talk food for a moment, mm -hmm. um, because let's face it, that's what what is this, the star of this week in many regards. Besides all the other things that we've we've talked about for yeah. people, is there some special uh, now? Anybody who follows you, they see you in your kitchen. And you're a great yeah. cook, and and you love food. Is there a special Liz dish that like like your family goes nuts for, or you do, or is anything that's like one or a couple of those things? I mean, we have we have a few, and this is my husband and I always host this, and um, you know, it's so different this year. We're hoping that we can have a couple of family members over in our yard. It's going to be in the 60s, yeah. so we have a little like outdoor mm -hmm. plan if the water holds. We'll see. Right. Uh, We've got it like right up to the day. Um, if not, we're still going to make our our favorites. My husband makes a great David, and he'll he'll put a video up of this. He makes these amazing stuffed mushrooms as an appetizer. Mm. I make a baked brie every year that I that people go crazy for. Um, I have a broccoli casserole that's got like cheese and crackers and like crazy butter in it that we eat every year that I love and look forward to. Um, what else? Oh, what are we famous for? But yeah, no, we and we have just traditional, you know, things, and we do the same thing basically every single year because we love it so yeah. much. We look so forward to it. Um, and yeah, I definitely keep around some leftovers, but I get rid of a lot of it too. I would say that's one of my big tricks, only because I um I tend to, like if I keep a lot around the next day, I totally go to town. If I have I found out that if I have mass quantities, I eat yeah. more. So if I keep mm -hmm. a small amount, I eat a regular amount of that food. Yeah. 
also I get rid of the desserts because I will, I fully, I, I do, you know, on Thanksgiving have a little, you know, I'll have a plate of the desserts. I will say guys, mm-hmm. as you know, physiologically, we only, um, we only taste the first three bites of any food yeah. that we take in. Um, I'll explain that is that you, your tongue has three areas that when you taste the food, there's really only three distinct bites that we have different experiences on. And then after that, you've basically had the entire experience of that food. So that helps me with desserts. I'll take a small piece of each of the things that I want. I eat that. I did learn though, like send the desserts away or I next day literally find myself over coffee, eating them all. And so yeah. I'm like, I'm about like getting those out of the house. I'm not some, I always say this, I'm not some sort of wonder woman. Like I can't, I'm not going to control it. Well, a chocolate pie in my fridge over coffee. <laughs> so so yeah. I just know myself and I kind of go, sure. okay, this is wonderful. I'm going to have it, but then I'm not going to keep it around. So how about you? What are your favorites? Um, well, a traditional, well, here's another thing. We actually, about three years ago, four years ago, I've already had Thanksgiving because most of the people in my family, in the immediate family, um, and I have a big family, but in our immediate family is all involved in retail. And so we have the whole Black Friday thing and people can't take off. So what we do is we've been doing this where we've been actually celebrating um, Thanksgiving a couple weeks ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would think it's like, oh my God, it's going to be horrible. It's really fun. It's like this <laughs> sneaky little fun thing that happens because we can go in the store. There aren't crowds. We can get all the ingredients. You get the best of everything. We make it all up and we, and, and it's good. It was, and it's really weird. It's like, you almost feel like you've gotten two extra weeks of life because here's what's happening. We've already experienced all the traditions of Thanksgiving. And then for two weeks, it's in the news and it's on the Today Show and they're talking about it. And it's like, now this is really cool. Like we're st- we're still living Thanksgiving for like two weeks. I know this sounds weird. It sounds like something you wouldn't want to do, but it's really been fun. So we already did Thanksgiving, and my all-time favorite thing that actually my wife Kim got a recipe from somebody at a, one of the places she was working at, um, and then our son's boyfriend's mom came up with the same recipe, but she kind of modified it. She calls it corny corn. Which is basically in a casserole dish, you take the Jiffy Pop, not not Jiffy Pop, the Jiffy muff, Muffin Mix, mm-hmm. and you take cream corn, and you take sour cream, and there's some butter, and you make this like creamy corn muffiny casserole thing that then gets kind of like a nice delicious crust. Oh my God, it's so good. That, I'll have to post something about that because that's a really good recipe if people have never had. It's, it's crazy delicious. And the other thing that I called invented about 10 years ago i don't know why nobody's really making it anymore i decided one day i love stuffing love 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 it so i created literally i took stuffing and i used bread pans and i would make stuffing bread so i'd cook it and get crusty and then what happens is once you cook it in this pan you can slice it so what happens is you can make like a turkey sandwich with a a crust of turkey like of of stuffing so it's like a stuffing bread so I'll, i'll I'll post that too. It's really fun. I've been making that for a while. I don't know why there's not a company. There probably will be a company now that I, this happens every time I do something. Like there'll be a company that'll start to have stuffing bread, but it's yeah. it's really, really good. So those two are those are my two favorite things. And they're extremely crazy carb. Like, man, they put you in a carb coma if you go nuts with it. You, you really got to watch it. Yeah. But they're yeah. delicious. But oh my God, right? So many traditions, and I think really enjoying, um, enjoying the holiday, enjoying the people, enjoying you know just 
just enjoying what you can. Yeah. And I know it's different this year and it will be different. I think I just, before we let people go, I think emotional eating based on oh. either sometimes the people you will have to be around on Thanksgiving or based on not being able to be around the people you love this right. year could make it an emotional holiday. And I know a lot of my, my followers struggle with emotional eating. Um, yeah. Do you have any top tips for, for your folks that you love to give um, to help combat uh, emotional eating? Um, don't watch the news. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, don't watch the news. Um, it, like, it's just, and I, I'm, I got to tell you what, I watch the news. I've been watching too much news. I've been, in the morning, I've been trying to wake up where I'll put on Pandora, I open a book, and I'm like, you know what? I, this isn't going to help me to open up with the news. And I and I, I was really in a bad way doing that. I would say right now, with all the crazy stuff that's going on, um, reach out to people that you can have a Zoom conversation with, somebody that, that you haven't talked to in a while. And I will tell you that's another thing that I found is if we really want to talk about Thanksgiving, the generosity of a conversation with somebody um, that you've not had before is generous. And here's what I want you to think about conversation. It's not about you. It's about listening. Actually, you will freak somebody out if you call them up and just say, you know what, you've been on my mind and I'm just curious what's going on with you. Let them talk. Let them talk and let them talk and let them talk. And don't you be the one, even though I know I'm doing all the talk right now, don't let yourself be the one because it is the most it's the probably most generous thing we can do for any of us. Um, so find somebody that you know that maybe you have not talked to. It will it will so change your day. It'll change your Thanksgiving. Um, and I think the same way you offer people to do it, I would say through this week and then throughout the rest of the year, um, think about that. Even if it was one person uh, a week that you just literally you would just like, oh my God, I can't believe you reached out to me. Um, I think it's it's very powerful. It, this is not a time to watch news, and I know we'll still watch the news, but it's not a time to really do that. It's a time to really spend time with ourselves and with others and to listen to people. This is Listening is so important right now more than ever because we're not listening to each other enough. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I think um, also just learning you know, to express emotion, and I think by getting on the phone with somebody, I think that's what you know, when I really work with people around emotional eating, it's usually that the feeling of an emotion is quite uncomfortable for people mm -hmm. because they've been eating over it for so long. Good point, so yeah. A bad habit of feeling sad or feeling happy even, right? I'm celebrating, so I therefore have to eat. Or feeling frustrated or anxious or, um, you know, uh, fearful or whatever it is, they, they feel disrupted and they think, they actually start to connect it with the feelings of hunger. And so yeah. really learning the difference between what emotional hunger feels like and physical hunger feels like, I think would be a great yeah. great place to, to kind of explore over the next few weeks of this year to say, oh, you know, I'll know emotional hunger for me is bottomless. I can, mm. I can eat for days when I'm eating emotionally. When I'm eating yeah. for physical hunger, I'm quite satisfied. Actually, it's actually disappointing to me now is that I'm quite <laughs> very small amount of food will make me very happy. Right? So um, I also, I have one, I call it my emotional eating disruption technique for anybody mm. who wants to practice something this weekend is 
when you are being driven to eat something, uh, really think about, am I being driven to eat this because I saw food? Did I see a commercial on TV? Like, was it in my environment? Did I see a cake on the, mm. on, on the island? Did I see a cookie in my pantry? Or is it being driven from emotion? Right? Like maybe you are feeling sad that you can't be with your family and you're, or you're bored. I mean, a lot of us are just bored right now, which is really hard emotionally. Oh yeah. So identify that it's not physical hunger. I ask people to, to say no to themselves one time. Just say no once. Just say, you know what, Liz? It's, you know, it, I think you're bored. Um, set an alarm on your phone or somewhere for 10 minutes. And then in, in ask yourself to go get engaged with something else. Sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes I call my sister. Sometimes I do, you know, um, ask the kids to go outside and we start playing with the dogs, whatever. I just engage yeah. myself in something. Invariably, my alarm goes off 10 minutes later and I'll go, oh, wow, I wasn't hungry. I was bored or I was sad or I was this or I was that. And, and, I'm, and I, I can scan the body and see that I'm not hungry. So if you can try to disrupt that emotional eating, it's say no once to say, Liz, you in 10 minutes, if you're still really wanting it, you can have it. It's not now. And then come back to it and say, wow, it, you know, I it really was hungry. I am gonna have the sandwich or whatever, but not just the the reactionary put something in and squelch everything down. You know, I forgot about this, but you you gave me a, a remembrance of something with Jillian Michaels. I know a lot of people think Jillian's crazy because she she can make she makes for great TV because she's really passionate about stuff. There were so many brilliant things I learned from Jill, but what what you just described in a different way is that um, when we tend to want to eat emotionally, like what we're doing right now, we're sitting. It's like there's this sitting thing that happens. And I'll never forget the very first time we worked out with Jill, all of us are lined up on, on treadmills across and um, she's standing in front of us, kind of barking things at us, talking to us, each of us while we're on this treadmill and we're moving. And she wanted to talk about food and I've never forgotten about this. She starts talking about food and I'm like, you, we can't talk about food when we're on the treadmill. Like we, like you have to sit down and talk. Like she wanted us to start thinking about our food, what we're gonna eat. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like you can't talk about food and exercise and move. And what I didn't realize until later on was the, that's one of the things that they did. They interrupted the pattern of what, what was it when we got ourselves in trouble? Was we usually sitting on our butt somewhere thinking about talking about food and what you just described is exactly one of those things to interrupt that pattern sitting and thinking about food is very very tough getting out of the house with the dog with the kids whatever setting that the liz timer of 10 i love that that is a brilliant way for everybody to literally if nothing else even if you decide you want to go back and you want to have that thing if you just did that that'll drastically change the course that you were going to go down mindlessly going nuts with an emotional eating. I love that, Liz. That's really great. Yeah. Wonderful. And, and you'll start to be able to separate those two things, physical and emotional hunger, right? Um, I call it the yeah. mental hunger where we're triggered because we saw food. And then there's historical hunger where, okay, it's Thanksgiving and historically on Thanksgiving, I feel, oh, yeah. I feel bad. You know, we don't have to do the same things over and over. We don't have to be, um, you know, uh, you know, just uh, uh, repeating the same mistakes. We can say like, okay, yeah. so historically I've overeaten on Thanksgiving. What do I want to see happen this time? Maybe I'll try Liz's one plate rule. Maybe I'll mm -hmm. try that disruption technique that she's talking about a couple times this weekend. That's all I would ask is that people be willing 
to look at things in a new way and be willing to not kind of like, you know, just cycle through and be live in this lack of awareness. Um, yeah. Be willing to make changes and see how they impact your life because they will. They will be willing to uh, impact your life. So, well, and I think the, the last thing I really wanted to cover is how stressful uh, this time is. And what do you do for stress relief? Like, what is your stress pillar? What are those things that that you would share? I mean, I love your idea of not turn the news off. I also say turn social media off, you know, or or fill your feed with very positive people. Um, so that yeah. the only thing you see is like people being very positive. Um, what do you do to relieve stress? I would say definitely it's the exercise part of it. It is probably not crazy exercise, and I've done crazy exercise before. Uh, one of the things I love is having my spin bike, you know, at my home. So that literally, like, I like watching Netflix. I like watching, I like doing all that. But I also like doing my Peloton rides. And all. so for me, like what you said before, I know for me, any day that I'm moving in some way, whether it's walking around town, getting on the bike, um, that makes a world of difference. The other part that I will tell you, and I don't do it tons, but but I do do it a lot of times, um, taking like an Epsom salt bath, just literally doing that, it's good because you'll feel better just because of the magnesium and the Epsom salts as well. But there's just something for me at least about water, whether it's swimming or it's taking an Epsom salt bath or something, I find that really when, um, I went through a lot of stress in this past year between my dad passing away and helping my mom move to a new place. And I literally, I came home, my wife was working and doing whatever she was doing. And I, after being away, I literally came in the house, turned on the, the, the bathroom tub and got a big hunk of lavender Epsom salts. And I literally laid in there for an hour. I just, it was the most detoxing way for me after going through a whole bunch of really crazy crap that it just it, it gave me a, a way to reset my body and my mind so water movement um conversations those things any of those things that are not sitting and just mentally obsessing about something but actually doing something in movement or from a from a, a sensorial way um is is really what it works sitting around and using this place in here by myself, not a good place to be. Just never has been. And I think you're really tapping into something that I want people to understand about stress is that stress is like a car that you've left running out in mm. the driveway. Okay. So if you think about like you get out of the car and you forget that it's on and you go in the house, you you come it's going, it's going in the background. It's like a radio in the background that's running light. Yeah. Hear it anymore until you actually go in and take an action against stress, it's going to continue to manufacture all of these point. inflammatory, dangerous kinds of responses in your body. So, what you're saying really is correct that you went in, you actively took that bath, you actively mm -hmm. took off the running car. If you don't shut it off, it makes you hungrier. It makes you crave things that are salty, sugary, and fatty. It makes you very hopeless. It makes you stop moving. It really can kind of take over stress. So I want you guys to think about that, um, about actively stopping that process, like going in and making a plan to take that bath or take that walk. Or um, my husband's doing. My husband's become a breathwork instructor since leaving um, Broadway, and this weekend for Thanksgiving, he's doing a 
he, with a woman who does a 25 minute yoga session at the beginning into a breathwork session, which breathwork is an incredibly transformative um, sort of 25 minutes of deep breathing uh, with meditation and then visualization, right? So, or take a yoga class, a Zoom yoga class, or, um, you know, do something that will stop that car from running, that will actively go in and stop that process, I think is going to be really important. So find- I'm glad you shared, I'm glad you shared that because, you know, I've, read your paperback I read your hardback I know your work I hear you I'm a big fan of what you but it's funny you know sometimes we don't we hear the same thing but we we don't really hear it in that way and when you did that with a car because I have to tell you be honest I've done that before I have uh, literally if my sister's on here and listens to it my brother-in-law caught me one time like oh he came home from work and the car still in the driveway I've done that a couple of times my that shows you how disconnected I can get that I left my car running somewhere but that idea is so powerful because I never thought of stress that way of like literally it's still running and you're not th you think oh i'm home i'm sitting on the couch i'm watching the news it's still running I, i've been interrupted the pattern so i that is really important for people to remember you got to find a way to disconnect it that's great turn off that key that was running the engine before and each of us has point. works for us right like so find your stress relievers you can be a knitter you can be listen to music you can dance you can um take a bath you can take a yoga class you can walk with a friend i don't care what it is but you have yeah. to find something in each day that turns the engine back off and allows the reset to homeostasis basically so that your body can can not live in an inflamed um, sort of fight or flight emotional hormonal state yeah. uh, 24-7. So I hope that that's a value for you guys. So, well, this is just such fun like it always is and so enlightening. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody's going to just so much appreciate uh, your your inputs here. Um, I Is there anything else that, that I missed that you wanted to share? I don't want to miss any of your beautiful nuggets of inspiration. No, I just, I, I would highly recommend, do yourself a favor, wherever you're at, um, you know, Liz's courses are transformative and it's, there's never been a better time, especially because everything's going on. Find what she's up to, go on her, on her Facebook page, sign up, you know, invite a friend, invite a family member. Don't, you don't have to just do it by yourself. Find somebody that you really trust and do that. Give yourself, if you're going to talk about giving yourself a gift of something during this holiday season, this is an opportunity. Set yourself up powerfully and strong. You don't have to be perfect. Join Liz and, and really give yourself that gift of an opportunity to be set up powerfully in the new year and really in, enjoy your life. It's, as we know, it's short um, and this is no better time than now. And like what you said, Liz, everybody's in the same boat. We have different things, but for the most part, this is the only time I can remember that literally every single person they're fooling you if they've been like, I'm perfectly fine. Everything's great. I'm like, no way. That is, there isn't anybody that that's the case right now. So, yeah. Thank well, you. Thanks, Jay. Same thing for you. Please like follow Jay, 
he is such an inspiration, such a such a great, great guy to just hear the truth from, right? We're all just we're just living in this world and and trying to make it in the most healthy way we can. And we're figuring yep. out that Rubik's cube, and we need all the people like you in this world in our corner. So, as I say, follow Jay if you want to just see positive fun, motivating, great book reads, great everything that he's always recommending. And you're always so honest about your weight journey. I think that that's, yeah. that's where I come from too. I wanted to pull the curtain back for people and say, yep. no, no, I totally fell on my face on that one and it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, I can't wait to, uh, to do this again with you soon. We've committed to doing this just about quarterly at this point. We're trying yeah. to get Together. So people really enjoy these conversations. And thank you for making time today. Thank you, Liz. Great. Have a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. Take care.